Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franson, and um, today I'm going to talk about depth, um, and mainly the pitching depth of the Pirates. Um, this spring, some guys have really stepped up, um, some guys really haven't been as sharp as you would hope, and um, this week we had our, the Pirates had uh, their first big injury to the rotation. Um, but, uh, there's still guys there and we're going to talk about them. Um, but first, before we get into all that, um, let's hear a message from Anchor. So this week, just today, actually, um, the Pirates announced that Stephen Brault um, is going to be out for a while. Um, looks like 10 to 14 weeks. So, um, you know, a good chunk of the start of the season. Um, it's unfortunate uh, for Brault because, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing what he could do this year. And I'm, I'm sure he was too. You know, he's worked really hard um, to get to where he is. Uh, last year, he pitched very well. The year before, he saw the, the signs that, you know, he could um, you know, be trending in the right direction. And, uh, you know, the spring was a little off at times. It was kind of a, mi- a mixed bag. He'd, you know, look really good, and then the control would slip. Um, but the Pirates are going to be out, going to be without him for a while. Um, and that's normally um, a pretty... Uh, big loss, a pretty devastating loss, is when you lose, you know, one of your top two or three starters. Um, you know, I, I would I would say Brault was probably the second or third best guy. Um, you know, he's, in, you know, it's still a loss this year, but the one thing that the Pirates have done is um, accumulate depth. Um uh, they are pretty deep um, at its starting pitching and the bullpen. And um, I think that's going to be their strength over the next several years because a lot of these guys are pretty young. Um, so without Brawl, you know, who moves into that position? Um, the first guy I want to take a look at is Will Crow. Um, I think Will Crow is the uh, best, maybe, most obvious choice um, to move in there um, just because he is currently on um, the 40-man roster. Um, any, there's some other guys on the roster, but Crow's performed the best uh, during the spring so far of the guys that, that I'm going to talk about um, that are on the roster. So Crow is looking at, um, he's pitched in four games. Um, he's pitched 9.2 innings, um, seven strikeouts, given up seven hits, walk three, um, but he's only given up uh, one run. That's a pretty good line for Crow. Um, you know, Crow has... Um, has handled everything really well. Like that one of the, you know, the whole knock on crow coming in was, 
um, in you know his regular season uh, stats with the Nationals and his couple appearances, uh, he got hit. He got hit pretty hard, um, and he walked a bunch of guys. That it hasn't been the case this spring. So you know, last year in twenty twenty. Pitched in three games for the Nats, was 0-2 with 11 ERA, um, over eight and a third innings, uh, 14 hits, 11 earned runs, five home runs, uh, eight walks, and eight Ks. It's not a great line. Uh, but in a similar amount of time this spring, and now, you know, comparing regular season to spring isn't doesn't totally line up. Um but uh, it's been a world of difference for him. Um, you know, they, he hasn't given up a single home run. Uh, the walks are down. And that's really what you'd hope to see from Will Crow. Um, if he's going to want continued success um, and continue to stay on a major league roster, that's, that's what he has to do. Um, you know, he has to limit... Uh, Limit the, the walks, limit the home runs, um, try to, you know, keep that ball, you know, at least in play. And and, and he's done a really good job of that. Uh, because he's on the 40-man roster, I think he makes the most sense. Uh, what does the rotation currently look like? Uh, well, I think you still have Mitch Keller there at the top. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere unless he continues to struggle in the regular season. If that were to happen, he could get options at some point. Um, that's another reason why you need the depth that I'm talking about. Uh, because guys don't pan out. Guys implode. You have guys who have been consistent for year and you know year in and year out, and they they just lose it. So, um, you start with Keller. Next uh, guy would be Chad Cool. Um, you know, Chad Cool's had his own health issues uh, over the last, you know, several years, but, you know, looked decent last year. He's looked pretty much about the same um, in the spring so far. Um, the third guy, Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson and ha- has had one really rough start this spring, but other than that, he's looked pretty, uh, pretty solid. So, you know, he is on the 40-man roster. Um, they're, you know, he's hasn't done anything to uh, to show that he, that he could be um, an issue. So he's going to make the team, obviously. Uh, he's also one of those guys that you really hope performs uh, well enough to uh, be a decent trade trip at the deadline because he is on that one-year deal. Um, after that, you're looking at uh, JT Brubaker. Um, Brubaker pitched um, his best outing of the spring this year. Um, he had uh, he had a lot going for him uh, this this um, today. <laughs> uh, he had like two bad pitches that got just absolutely crushed by uh, Austin Riley, but other than that, you know, pretty solid. Um, so far this spring, he's one and two with a 7.20 ERA, um, ten innings pitched, eleven hits, eight runs, uh, one walk, which is really that's good to see, and nine 
uh, nine strikeouts. And a lot of those strikeouts came today. So it hasn't been a great spring for Brew Baker. Um, if you had asked me last week, and I think I may have even said on um, my podcast, I would have bumped Brew Baker out of the rotation. He showed today that, that he's, um, he's improving. Um, he has really good stuff. His breaking ball is filthy. Um, he had some really good swings and misses uh, from that today. Uh, so I, I think he's in there. Um, and then, you know, if you if the Pirates are going to go with that um, six-man rotation, then, you know, pluck Crow there, and then um, uh, Trevor Cahill. Um, Trevor, Trevor Cahill was signed, uh, you know, last week. He came to pitch. He looked decent in his couple innings the other day. Um, you know, are they going to use a full six-man rotation? Are they going to rotate a guy in and out? Um, they really haven't defined what they're doing there yet. Um, if they are just going to have somebody rotate in and out, uh, I don't I don't know if you do that with Cahill. Um, in Kay, on the broadcast the other day, um, Cahill said he'd rather do one or the other. He doesn't like to go, um, you know, back and forth so much. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think if they're going to have somebody bounce back and forth, you might go with Cody Pounce. Cody Pounce is another one of those candidates to take the rotation spot. He, um, we haven't seen too much of him. Um, he hasn't pitched in in a while. Um, I think I saw on Twitter or somewhere that um, uh, Derek Shelton said that he's been working um, on the, uh, you know, pitching on the backfields, you know, working on stuff. Um, but he kind of needs to see some game action. He's only appeared in two games, um, an ERA of 450, um, over two innings, gave up a home run, um, walked three guys and, um, struck, struck out a guy. Not a really, those walks are concerning, um, but Pounce kind of did it last year. Um, came out of the pen, then started, uh, and then got sent down to kind of stretch out a little more as a starter. So if they had a hybrid guy, um, I don't know why you wouldn't maybe go with Pounce. Um, I could also see them doing that with uh, Dwayne Underwood Jr. Um, Dwayne Underwood Jr. has primarily been a, a reliever in the big leagues has starting experience um you know they like him as being a multiple inning type guy so maybe he's that sixth guy that they might put out there for four or five innings if needed uh, but you know there's they still haven't there's still time left and they haven't really defined that um you know with you know what exactly they're they're gonna do there um they did option some guys this week that could have fallen into that um, that category. One of them was Sean Poppin. Um, Poppin had a lot of ups and downs. Um, his last outing uh, didn't look as sharp as he did the outing before. Uh, but uh, I, I liked what I saw from him. Uh, I didn't expect him to make the, the big league roster by any means. Uh, however... Uh, 
you know, I would I wouldn't be surprised we see him again. Um, he's one of those guys that is kind of lower on the depth chart and lower on the forty man, um, so he could be DFA'd uh, to make room for some guys. Uh, you know, the Pirates haven't had to do that yet due to injury. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what what they do moving forward because there's some guys. Uh, the, well, the one guy, basically, Tyler Bachelor, we haven't seen at all. Um, he's been dealing with uh, back issues. Um, you know, if he's not ready, um, you know, do you put him on the DL, move him to the 60-man, um, retroactive, whatever, and, you know, that frees up a spot? Uh, I don't know. But, you know, Pop is one of those guys that started throughout his minor league career, came out of the pen last year for Minnesota. Um, I expect him to be that middle reliever type guy, but, you know, he could throw, um, you know, multiple innings. You could, you know, bring him out for, you know, four, five, in, you know, five innings maybe. Um, so, see there. Another one is Luis Ovedo. Um, Ovedo finally saw some action. Um, the other day, um, closed out a game. It, he showed signs of having, you know, the good stuff, um, you know, struck a guy out. Um, but he also gave up a couple hits. Uh, you know, he still hasn't pitched above, uh, you know, in, above a ball. So this is going to be a test for him. Um, he has been a starter, so I think maybe they start stretching him out a little bit. He'll probably come in in some mop-up roles um, as the season goes on, but I, I think he's a, you know an outside. He has an outside chance of somehow making his way into that rotation. But this just gives you an example of the depth that they have, just um, in these outside the box type guys of Avedo and and Poppin. They do have other starting pitchers um, that will come into play at some point. Um, Miguel Yehure just sent him down. Um, he has looked pretty, pretty good in his outings. He's got um, a fantastic breaking ball. Um, and, you know, he's been able to, to use it. Um, strikes some guys out, hasn't given up a lot of runs, hasn't been hit very hard, which is, you know, really good to see. Um, he's still pretty young. Um, he's not yet 23, <laughs> so he'll be 23 in, in May. But, you know, he's, um, you know, over the spring, six innings pitched in four different games, um, four hits, three runs. Um, he did give up a home run. Uh, I think I was in his first outing, uh, a walk, seven strikeouts. Um, and that's, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, I liked what I saw a lot uh, when Yuhuri pitched. Um, so I, I don't think he'll be uh, your first call up, uh, but he's, he's got to be close um, to, you know, pitching for the for the pirates uh, then there is the recent 
darling, I guess, of spring. Um, there's been two great stories in the in the uh, out of the the, the pitching ranks. Uh, David Bednar has been fantastic, but uh, recently uh, you have Chase DeYoung. Um, Chase DeYoung, you know, he has had very he hasn't had success in the majors, and I think he's. Um, He's funny because he'll flat out tell you he pitched. Ter- he was just terrible. It wasn't good, um, but he seems to have things working this spring that you know he's really been searching for his entire um, career in in the big leagues. Um, you know, with 2012 second round pick of the Blue Jays. Um, you know, he's bounced around some, uh, but so far for the Pirates this spring. You know, he's pitched 11 and two-thirds innings, uh, ERA of .77. He's given up seven hits, one run, three walks, and five Ks. He's not a big strikeout guy. He obviously can strike people out. Um, what about Chase DeYoung? Uh, Chase DeYoung is one of those great baseball stories. Those guys that have the potential kind of float around for years weren't maybe haven't been given like the real a real opportunity to uh, iron some things out to where you know they stick with a major league team and um the young is you know definitely one of those guys he since 2017 um, he's appeared in the majors um, every year since then. Um, he has a total of 15 games under his belt. That's not a lot. Um, Chase DeYoung, I would say, has a very, very slim chance of making this roster out of um, out of spring training unless there's like another injury or somebody gets traded. Um, the reason being, he has to be added to the 40 men. And, um, you know, Sherrington has um, enough pitching on the 40 man. Um, and they're guys that I don't think he really wants to to cut. Like, they're, it's going to come down to it at some point because you have guys like Austin Davis that's going to have to come off the DL at some point. Um, Jose Soriano, you know, a lot later on in the season will have to come off the DL and stay on the the active roster. Um, but uh, DeYoung is making a case. Um, I think if they have another injury or somebody gets traded, like I said, that's the best way for him to get on this roster. I think we'll see him, uh, unless he were to go down to AAA and just get... Um, Crush, but he is out of options, so they'd have to add him um, and keep him on, um, and keep him up, like or risk risk losing him. So they're not going to just spot start him. Um, they're going to look at uh, ways to uh, a way to you know when they bring him up that he stays up. Um, 
So, he, he's interesting in, in a lot of other ways, too, because he has uh, a lot of service time, or a lot of uh, control left. Um, Chase Dion is, um, he he's not a free agent for uh, a while. I believe it's um, 2027. He's not arbitration eligible until 2024. So if he were to turn it around, he could be a piece of this rotation or pitching staff in some aspect uh, for a while. He is just 27. He won't be 28 until the end of the year. Um, so he's not he he's not that he's not that old. Um, he's the same age as uh, JT Brubaker. Essentially, so you know different uh, times in their career. Brood Baker was slowed a little bit by injury. Um, DeYoung just hasn't been able to put together. Uh, you know, he, he, it's it's fun when guys like this turn it around. It doesn't happen a whole lot, um, but it does happen. I was not a pitcher, but I always you know uh, bring up uh, Garrett Jones. Um, as being, you know, a great example, a minor league free agent um, that never was really given a shot. He was blocked, so a little different um, than the young. But um, these guys aren't, you know, as high in in the uh, in in the systems in the you know the high uh, minors or um, or you know floating around back and forth from the majors to to triple A. Um, they're not there because they stink. They're there because they have talent. Um, they have the ability. It's just a matter of getting that to translate. And maybe Oscar Marine got this figured out, or you know Joel Hanrahan or somebody in the system has maybe got DeYoung to realize, um, you know what what he's been doing wrong, and that would be really cool. Um, again, I don't I don't see him making. I don't see him making the major league roster right away. I think he's just another depth piece. And, you know, that um, is a lot of depth. Um, The Pirates are going to need a lot of pitchers this year. Um, I've thought about this, and I don't remember a time when the Pirates really had this level of pitching depth. Um, as far as, you know, starters who just, you know, you can just roll through eight, nine, ten different guys um, before you're pulling up somebody that you really didn't want to. I know a couple of years ago um, they had so many injuries that they were pulling up guys that they really didn't want to, like Alex McRae, um, you know, James Marvel at the time. Um, he's one of those guys, if, if it gets that deep where they're pulling in pulling James Marvel back up, then something's gone wrong. Um, I think Marvel could be a a productive pitcher. I don't think he is as a starter. Um, So if they they hit that point, you know, they're they're in trouble. But um, aside from them, I mean, you still have Cody Bolton. For later in the year, I don't think there's any real rush for him. 
Um, but he, he's, he's got good stuff too. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. The, the nice thing about having this depth, um, is, you know, like we saw with Brawl, Brawl goes down. Yeah. They lost one of their better pitchers, but there's decent options or some guys that, that could be really good options. Um, given the opportunity, like the, the prospects, um, but what's nice is that these guys are going to get used and they're going to get experience. So later in the season, when the Pirates trade Chad Cool or Tyler Anderson or um, uh, Trevor Cahill, which I, I think Anderson and Cahill will be shopped and traded for, you know, whatever they can get, unless the <laughs> unless the Pirates are contending, which I don't, I'm not delusional. Uh, I don't see that happening. Not impossible, but very, very unlikely, like I've, I've said in, in other another podcast. But, you know, once those guys go, they're going to have people that can just slide right in, um, and they're going to have more guys coming. There's still other guys developing, you know, that will be in, like, Tuna to start, um, like a Max Kranich. Um, that could be ready to move up to AAA at that point or you know, at some point here during the season. Um, so when it starts, uh, when next season starts, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of young guys. Um, and we may not, you know, I'm sure they'll continue to sign these Tyler Anderson type guys um, to be at least one spot in that rotation. Uh, but, you know, and, you know, Brock, Broad will be back, um, and that'll be nice because uh, you don't you don't have to like trade Broad. So if Broad comes back, pitches well, but in a very small uh, sample size, coming off an injury, his value is not going to be very high. Um, you know, if he pitches just out of his mind, then it, you know <laughs> they might get you know a good return for him. But you know he comes back, pitches well, finishes strong. He's a good candidate candidate to get traded in the offseason. Um, but, I mean, we've we've seen a lot of guys um, during spring training. Um, and we're going to continue to see um, more guys you know, over the next um, year or two that start to become uh, household names a little bit, start to get a little bit more well-known. Um, start to advance in the system to where they're more tangible guys like Quinn Priester, uh, guys like that that you know are on the radar. You know, top, you know, three prospect in on you know for the Pirates in most lists. Um, you know, he's going to be ready soon. Uh, whoever they draft this year, whether it be Jack Leiter or uh, or Rocker Kamar Rocker, um, those are college guys. Uh, they really should be knocking on the door um, in three years ish, somewhere like that. Um, especially if they are as as advanced as they've looked. I think Jack Leiter looks very advanced, um, so it could be a quick uh, ascension um, through the minor leagues for them. Um, but there's other guys um, that 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 we'll see. So the depth is there. It's it's starting pitching. Um, spot and the rotation there. Uh, so as the year goes on, uh, you know, we're going to see more and more guys and it, it's going to be fun to watch.
So outside of starting pitching, um, they have depth other places. Uh, they really haven't had to tap into too much of that um, yet because, um, you know, everybody has been able to, to, to produce, be on the field. Um, you know, middle infield, that's their sweet spot. Um, you know, up and down the system, they've got a lot of good guys. Rodolfo Castro, um, he should be up at some point this year, probably, you know, most likely. Um, and then, you know, Bay, uh, Nick Gonzalez, who, you know, hit his first home run today, uh, which was good to see. Um, Baguero, you know, it's... It's pretty. It's pretty loaded. Um, they uh, they need to work on some depth in some other places. Um, I know outfield is one area where uh, they don't really have um, a lot of depth throughout the system. They have a lot of fringe guys, um, some guys who just strike out a lot. We need to get that under control, like a Cal Mitchell, um, somebody like that. So, outfield, first base, you know, Will Craig is their top guy there, I guess, because he'll be in AAA. Uh, we'll probably see him at some point, you know, even though he is off the roster. Um, if something happens, Moran gets hurt, Moran catches fire and gets traded. Uh, and he, either one of those, or if he just is, you know, absolutely terrible, uh, you know, we might see Will Craig. You know Todd Frazier, another one. He's battling some some back some back uh, stiffness. Um, you know that could be a lingering thing. We don't know. Um, so I don't think we've seen the last of Will Craig. Um, after that, they have Mason Martin, and he's still uh, got some some time. Uh, maybe next year or, or the year after. Uh, you know, got to see him in the spring, which was fun. Um, that's another position of, of need uh, for them. Uh, going forward, but but catching is a weird position for the Pirates, and I've talked about it before in my you know preseason um, preview of you know the catching situation, and um, they have Jacob Stallings. Um, Stallings is great defensively, great, like one of the best in in the league um, at this point. Um, his handling of these young pitchers is fantastic. Um, Stallings is not an offensive force. Um, he, he hit well enough last year. Um, he's hit well enough in uh, his uh, major league career to stick. Uh, he hasn't hit well this spring. Again, it is spring. I realize that. Um, but, you know, he's he could regress offensively. Um, and that puts him in kind of the Pirates in a rough spot. If they really... Have Stallings, the bottom drop out of his offense. Um, then they need a stronger starting catcher there. Uh, Michael Perez is not that guy. Um, Tony Walters is not that guy. Again, very good uh, defensively. These guys would be great backups if they had um, a better starting catcher with a better with a better bat. You don't want to always sacrifice the defense because it is 
very important. In a perfect world, you have your Russell Martins or your um, Cervelli's, the guys that can kind of do both um, very well. Uh, those are rare. So, you know, and the, you can, I can keep going through the system, and it really is all defense um, until you get to the, the low... Um, the lower levels. Um, and at that point, um, you know, we're talking uh, Andy Rodriguez got him from, you know, from the Padres, well, from the Mets, but in that deal. Um, and he's going to be, we're not going to see him for a while. Um, you know, he is the best offensive catcher in the system. And for him, um, I don't know, we're probably, um, he's never played above, like, he's never played in A-ball. So we're a good probably three, four years away for him. Um, he will have to be added to the roster here after um, and after 2022 because of the Rule 5 uh, rules. But, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit. I think he'll get a little bit of a, a push this year, probably start there in uh, Bradenton, uh, maybe Greensboro, but probably Bradenton, Bradenton and, um, you know, give him a little push just from missing last year. But that's not a great position for them to be in with, you know, if Stallings, uh, if the bottom drops out of his offense, um, then you have a lot of light hitting guys, um, so what do you do? Uh, I said, you know, in the preseason, and like for the last couple of years, really, catching has been something that uh, they needed to target a little more, uh, whether it be via the draft or um, through trade, and they really haven't. Um, Rodriguez is the f- one of the, the, the first ones that they picked up um, that has any kind of like real potential. Uh, they need to do better than that. Um, so what can they do? At this point, the one team, and I know this has been said in other places as well. Um, I've said it before myself. You have um, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So just on their 40-man roster uh, right now, they have five catchers. Um, I believe... A couple of them are out of options. Uh, Reese McGuire is out of options. I believe Danny Jansen is also out of options. Uh, so one of them could be available. Truthfully, I don't want either one of them. Um, because neither have um, have hit in, um, in the big leagues that much. Um, So I don't think either should be the target. Um, I like the younger guys. Obviously, Alejandro Kirk is the big guy there because he's got a lot of pop. Um, The Jays aren't going to give him up um, very easily. I I think I I have read that the Pirates were were targeting him um, at one point last year. I believe he was the guy they wanted for Musgrove. Um, 
Blue Jays balked at that. But they have two other guys, um, and they both they're both in um, the Blue Jays top uh, MLB pipelines top um, thirty prospects for um, the Jays. Um, they're all within their top twenty, um, and that is Riley Adams, who is ranked uh, number nineteen, and Gabriel Moreno, um, who has been optioned um, to Triple A. Um, but they have a nice, the Jays have a cluster of catchers right there at the top. Um, so the Blue Jays have had some injuries over the last week. Uh, the Blue Jays are in a good spot to be competitive in that division. Um, so they're not, they're most likely not going to want to give up, um, on that. So would it be possible to pick one of these guys up from from the Blue Jays, and what would it cost the Pirates? Um, the Blue Jays lost Kirby Yates for the year, their closer, so they could be looking for bullpen help. Um, would a Richard Rodriguez be able to bring a Riley Adams? Maybe, um, maybe not. Um, Adams is de- defensively, he's okay. Um, he's a big catcher. He's like a Stalin, six four. Um, Adams has worked a lot on his defense. He's gotten a lot better. Um, but you know he is primarily known for his bat. Um, so I would love for the the Pirates to get him. He would potentially could potentially slide right in there this year, um, or he could go to AAA, um, sit there for. Um, a little bit until they feel he's ready. Um, so, I mean, in 2019, over two levels of the minors, uh, single A and double A, uh, he hit 14 home runs. Um, he hit um, he hit pretty well. I mean, that's those are good numbers. Um, hit two. Uh, 61 overall. Decent for a catcher. Uh, and he's still young, so that, that could the back could continue to develop. Hopefully it does. He's a guy I would look at. Um, Gabriel Moreno uh, probably projects uh, a lot better. Uh, in A ball in 2019, he had 12 home runs uh, and you know, hit 280. Doesn't strike out a whole lot. Over 300, or 307 at-bats, he only struck out 38 times, but he walked um, 22 times. So, um, he's pro- he's the better of the two um, as far as ceiling goes. Um, what would the Pirates have to give up to get Moreno? I, again, I don't know. Uh, would a package deal? Uh, would you know an Adam Frazier? Uh, George Springer might miss some time. Um, I know that the the Blue Jays um, would like some more infield help. Um, they lost out on a couple um, uh, a couple guys in um, free agency. They did get Marcus uh, uh, Simeon, so maybe they don't want a Frazier. Um, maybe they maybe they do and see him, you know, going out and playing left field or. 
Um, see his versatility. Would you be able to package him and uh, Richard Rodriguez for Gabriel Moreno and maybe another uh, lower level guy? I don't know. I don't know if the if the Pirates necessarily have what the Blue Jays would want, um, but I definitely think that the, those are some guys um, that the Pirates should be looking at. Uh, you know, they uh, Robbie Ray bruised an elbow. Is how long he's going to be out. Maybe a Chad Cool and, um, you know, Richard Rodriguez gets you one of those guys. Don't know yet. You know, don't, you, you just, um, this is when the contending teams, um, if they start losing guys um, to injury, this is when the Pirates could start making some more moves. I think the the bulk of their moves, uh, if and when they make them, will be at the deadline. But I really think they need to start targeting catching. Um, You can't keep going with uh, Tony Walters, Andrew Suzak's, um, Joe Hudson's, guys like that as your primary, um, you know, catching depth chart. That there's just no offense there. Really good defense but n- no offense. You need somebody with at least some offense. And, and like I said, Stallings showed that in spurts last year. I know for the first like chunk of the season, he was the, the Pirates' leading hitter. Um, but he's fell off a little bit, which was to be expected. Um, but this spring, he's really, really hasn't looked great at the plate. Um, hopefully that is just... You know, warming up, getting used to things in the spring, working out the rust. Um, and, you know, he comes back and hits his standard like two, you know, 40, 250 um, with some, some power. <laughs> um, but the, but the, the Pirates really need to be out there looking for catching help. If not just for this season, for, you know, next season and the season after that. So that's our episode for today. I appreciate you listening. Um, again, check out my blog on buccofeverpodcast.com and uh, check me out on Twitter, buccofeverpodcast at feverbucko. Uh, I do a lot of, I do some tweeting on there during games when I can. Um, you know, I like to, uh, you know, comment on things, you know, when. When I, when I feel like it, when I feel it's I have something insightful to say. Um, but again, I appreciate everybody listening and um, should have another podcast up uh, later this week. So, um, you know, thanks for listening and have a good one.